Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day, guys. On today's show, we're going to be going through five eights. Uh, we're going to be covering the five highest owned five eights. We're going to be going through our premium options, the mid-price maniacs, the cheapies. We're going to reveal our own five eights uh, and plenty more. I'm your host, the Super Coach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the Super Coach Matrix, and his bolter. Hey, going, Matty? Oh, we just got absolutely towed up at basketball, so um, I've earned this bolter. I yeah, think we might have lost by like forty. <laughs> Um, how many points you score? Because I think I had you over eight and a half. Ah, oh, six. Oh, okay. But a hundred percent from the line. But we only scored like twenty-four, probably. Good efficiency. <laughs> I like it, um, mate. Before we get stuck in, as always, um, for everybody watching on YouTube, if you if you get to subscribe, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like, turn those notifications on, so you don't miss any of the rest of our positional analysis videos that are coming very soon. We'll obviously continue to do a couple of videos a week into the season as well. So you don't want to miss those. And obviously, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is you find your podcasts, hit the follow button there too. Mate, highest owned. I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Now, we spoke about Josh Schuster on the 2RF pod. So we won't go into as much depth, but uh, mate, a bit of groundbreaking news uh about an hour ago before we hopped on so it's what tuesday evening uh when we're recording here uh schuster out for round one yeah it's i'm sure that's going to throw a spanner in the works for a lot of people does that affect the way that you approach um whether you pick schuster or not uh no i'm just treating it as if i would a you know just a guy that has a buy just gonna miss one week Probably wasn't going to play him anyway at 240k. Um, I was just going to let him marinate on my bench in the um, in the second row. I'm going a bit a bit better in you know in five eighth. 
So um, yeah, not not even looking at him at five eight, just because he's a he's a second rower as well. He's in my team, so yeah, I'm I'm the same. He's a, he's in my two RF as well. Um, we'll talk about who's in our five eight and the reason for that soon. But I, I think I'll do the same. I think I'll still start with him. Uh, it, it's a shame that Manly have that round two buy because we're not going to see him until round three. Uh, we're not going to get a price rise until round five. But Schuster is somebody that you're going to probably hold and know that he's going to gain 200K as a minimum. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to bank that early on. We don't really know, like, whether he might have just missed that second week anyway. Um, so, yeah, it probably gives him a bit time to a bit of time to recover and come back. Just miss that first week, come back, um, see him round three, get price rises, you know, round six, and, yeah, ride the wave. I think it actually plays into our benefit a little bit with Schuster getting injured being the most – own player by by quite a significant margin. I think the next own player is like fifty percent from memory. Uh, Schuster's at sixty one percent, so he could probably drop under fifty percent now. It might scare a few people off starting with. Well, him, well we just perfect. got a message. We just got a message in one of our chats from a mate that said, "Oh, you're still starting with Schuster." It's like, yeah, he's two hundred and forty k cheapy playing five eight in a good team. <laughs> yes, and we know that he's yes, going to be am. starting five eight. Yeah. So, you know, Cooper Johns isn't going to be the starting 5'8 at Manly. It's going to be Schuster. Uh, it's been touted to be Schuster all preseason, all off season. So um, I can't see them going a different direction now. And look, if they do, I'll find another cheapie. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You burn a trade, you know. But um, I'm I not can... burning a trade to get him in. Let's just say no, that. No, that's right. Yeah. Happy to burn a trade to get him out. Um, so he's first, mate. Uh, then about 25% less is uh, our boy, Matty Burton. Um, yes, mate. I'm a big Matty Burton fan. Uh, if you, for anybody who's watched or listened to any of the previous podcasts, when we talked about the Bulldogs, when we did our team pickers, both of them, we, uh, I, I rave about Matty Burton. I'm a big fan of his, but he did look rusty in the trials, and a few people have been scared off. So he's dropped four percent um, in the last couple of days since he wrapped up that trial on the weekend. You know, you know what? He's dropped another two percent since we did these notes. There you go. Yeah, so, he's, so he's coming down. We're perfect. That's that's fine for somebody who's confident in what he's going to do this year. I'm I'm happy to see that ownership uh, go down. That then obviously creates a little bit less kind of competition, or you know, gives us a bit of an advantage. So still he's got so much sense. He's got so much talent around him, and if you look at the fellas that he's got as outlets, ah, uh, yeah, I'm. It's lock and load. Goal kicking, um, yeah, yeah. I like to try. So when I'm looking at players like this and I'm so set on them, I try to play devil's advocate with myself a little bit and try and look for negatives on purpose. Because at the end of the day, sometimes if you look at all the positives, you, you might slip past a, a big red flag that you probably should be looking at. My, my one for Burton is that the Bulldogs have a pretty tricky schedule the first few rounds. I think that first six rounds, they've got Manly, they've got Storm, they've got the Tigers uh, and Warriors, which are easier games. And then they've got the Cowboys and the Sharks. So, is there is there merit to anti-pod Burton if you wanted to go, let's say, the cheap route and you put Schuster in and you don't go with Burton and you go and spend in the second row? I've Look, I've toyed with it. I'm too scared not to have Burton to start because I just think the pedigree's there. I think the Bulldogs are getting better. You have a look at the guys that he's got around him. There are still two easy games in that first six weeks, uh, which, yeah, you could easily see him see him turn up. Well, I think we're getting him at a bit of a discount because he finished the season pretty ordinary. And, yeah, I just think he's a good footy player. 
Yeah, he is. He's only going to get he's better. Not, and he's, think, not, they're not asking you to pay 800K for him. No. He's in the 500. That's mid. We, we could have him in the mid range maniacs. Yeah, we could. He <laughs> just slides in there. So um, <laughs> I think I'll stick with it. But I'll, I'll play around a little bit and see because there is some logic there that makes sense that maybe you pick him up after round six. Uh, and we'll talk about another guy that's very uh, well-owned as well and, and very popular with Matty Burton soon. But, mate, Isaiah Katoa, you, you kind of spoke about him a little bit in the okay. halfback pod uh, the other night. Do you want to touch on him again? I'll just say that I'll, I don't think he's going to start. I'll burn a trade to get him in rather than burn a trade to get him out because you've got to, you're going to burn multiple trades because you're going to have to find money to get somebody that's going to be playing football. When the time comes, you're spot on. Just get him in. That's fine because he'll be good. Um, but, again, the risk is, you know, Milford floating around. Is, is Milford going to be in and out of this team all year? Is Katoa going to get a game here and a game there? Um, I want to see an extended run from Katoa. I want to see either an injury um, that sees him have an extended time in this team uh, or yeah, if he I want to see, merit. Well, I want to see two weeks and then get him in just for the price rise and hopefully Tanner Boyd's risen 200k and i'm getting qatar in yep yeah for sure i think another thing we mentioned last night was the fact that you need to be really aware with the weekly buyers this is the first time in supercoach nrl that we've had weekly buyers that a team has had a, a buy every single week and that changes things a lot um in the past you could probably have enough or two by halfway through the competition and you didn't really have to rely on everybody being able to play but if you have a week where you got the panthers on the buy uh, and you've got three Panthers in your team in different positions, you're relying on your bench guys to, to fill those spots unless you're trading these players out when they have their buy, which makes no sense. Uh, you'll burn through your trades in about half a year. If so, you're going Cleary and Katoa, you don't have a halfback to play. Yeah, that's right. That's a, exactly right. So you need to be very wary of, of how you approach these weekly buyers and, and making sure, one, that you're not overstocking on the same player from uh, – so, sorry, the same players from each team. So I'd probably say you'd want no more than three um, from each team. That's the way I'm approaching it anyway. You probably could get away with four if they're all in different positions, but it does weak, leave you very weak for that that bye week. Um, but, yeah – uh, I, th I think that needs to be in the front of your mind with, with Katoa. You can't afford to have enough or a non-player just sitting there doing nothing for you because you're not making cash as well. And that's part of the game is to try and make as much cash as possible, build up that bank, and then upgrade these cheapies to a fallen gun. Um, that's the idea long term. So yeah, I guess we can I'm skip with over Katoa. So, so let's go with the next guy. Did you have Adam Dewey last year? Yeah, I did. So I yeah. watched him the first well, – I, I think it was the first game. I, I just had a look just to see, and he came back at centre. Um, and then he got named at centre again in the second game. So I had another watch. But then he went as soon as he got named back at 5'8", I was straight in, he was straight in my team. And he, he did pretty well. I think he got a couple of hundreds at the back end of the season. I think he averaged uh, – it would have been, I think, 70-plus for the run home. Um, and we've spoken about it in the West Tigers pod in depth – Second year back from an ACL, um, we know there's going to be an increase in performance off the back of that. Everybody goes through that second year uptick. Wants to be in the leadership group. He kicks goals. He's in an improved side. He's got two incredibly good second rowers either side of the ruck in, in Bateman and Papa Lee. Um, there's so many positives that you can take from Adam Dewey's game. 44% of games, he scored 60-plus. He's got one of the highest bases as a 5'8 as, a as well behind Dylan Brown and Munster. So he's got 32 in pure base. 
um, which is insane for a playmaker. Um, big body, hard to tackle, gets a lot of tackle breaks. There's just so much to like about this guy. And they have a great first three rounds. I mean, yeah. we're talking about the Tigers here, and I, I realise that, but we're, we've got to expect them to improve this year, which I think they will. Uh, and they've got the Gold Coast Titans, the Knights, and the Bulldogs in the first three rounds. So we're, we're talking about the Bulldogs improving. You know, the West Tigers on paper have improved a lot. You know, Dewey's second year back from his ACL, uh, that whole center wing experiment is is over and done with. He's the 5'8". He went up 5% after the... You know, you talk about Matty Burton. He went down 6% over the trial over the trials. A lot of people have jumped on Adam Dewey and at 20%, I'm, I thought that he would be higher owned. Like these are mid range guys that I think you get in premium quality out of. And even if Burton looked rusty in the trials, you know, and Dewey looked good, there's not much difference between the two of them. Get them both. You're basically spending the same amount of money as you would a Katara and Munster between getting Dewey and Burton, and I'd be willing to to bet a lot of money every week that Burton and Dewey are going to score better than Munster and Katoa. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about Munster and Schuster? Yep. Okay. But also, you can just put Schuster in the second row instead of playing whatever yep. enough you were planning to. Sean Law. <laughs> yeah, true. Hopefully, Sean Law gets a run. <laughs> But anyway, I'll leave that. Um, if you had to, if I had to ask you to choose either Adam Dewey or Matt Burton, because this is a, again a, a pretty relevant question. A lot of people are asking this question on forums and things like that, saying, "Hey, I only want one of them. I want Schuster at five eight. I want to spend at second row. Who do I take, Dewey or Burton? What's your answer?" Dewey. Yeah, I hate agreeing with you, but I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, and you talk me into Burton. Yeah, and look, I'm still on Burton. He's still in my team. I'm still going yeah. Dewey Burton. I'm still going both um, because I still see that they could be both season-long holds. Um, but the temptation is there for me to play around with what my team looks like without Burton. Uh, there's zero temptation for me to take Dewey out of my side. So, yeah, mate, talk about the next guy because he was, um, you know, one of the big dogs, the mad dog last year. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Um, eight forty-eight k. We do have to worry about Origin with him, um, but yeah, what's he average like eighty points? You know, seventy-five percent of the of his games he scores over sixty. Has an excellent base. Um, lined up at fullback at one stage, like holy moly! Like Munster has it all. Um, he's healthy. Tell you what, he's out. If yeah. if they let's say Bellamy went, yep, yeah, we know that Pappenhausen's going to be out three months. Um, we want a stable fullback. We find that's really important. Uh, Jerome Hughes can lead the side around from half on both sides of the ruck. Uh, Munster, you go back to fullback for the first three months of the competition. When Pappy comes back, you shift back into 5'8". I can tell you the first thing that I would do when I hear that news is put Munster straight in my team. I'm still too high on Burton and Dewey, sorry. Um, I would want Munster, but it would sort of be one of those situations like how I'm missing out on Nico at the moment. I want Nico in my team. I took him second in a draft comp the other day because I believe him to be that player. But, yeah, 846K with the value of those five and 600. Like, you're asking me to take basically Schuster's score and oh, well, I'm going to put Schuster in the second row. So we've got to be talking about someone like Katoa. And, yeah, it's just not going to add up. I think we're getting better value by spending your $1.1 million on Dewey and Burton. 
Yeah. I'd happily spend 1.4 or whatever it ends up being on Munster and Dewey. I'd find the cash. <laughs> yeah. Because Munster at fullback is a different beast. We saw what he did last year when he got an extended run at fullback. He just yep. made... He did he average 90 then? Yeah. Something like that. I think it was 95 or something when he was at fullback last year. Uh, he just took the piss whenever he played. He's just a gun. I was listening to uh, the Magic Sponge, um, NRL Physios podcast. He's a bit banged up, isn't he? Yeah, he's got osteitis pubis uh, issue going on. That he, I think he was carrying through the back end of the season last year as well, and it started to flare up again. Um, Is that too many birds? Or Yeah, I think so. Too yeah. many hip thrusts in the gym. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, he's back on the beers as well. So maybe that's improved performance this year, I reckon. Just depends what beer, though. Yeah, um, I reckon it would be Mountain Goat. <laughs> could be, could be. That means decrease in performance then. Um, but he was quoted himself to say that he feels like he's lost a step, um, which is a concern. Is he trying to bluff everybody? Knowing Cam Munster, he's probably just trying to bluff everyone on that. Yeah. But again, yeah, at, at that price, at 5'8", I know he's a gun, and I want him one at one point in the season. I'll definitely snap him up if he goes cheap. But, yeah, with the injury risk and the kind of lingering niggle floating around, I'll I'll pass until his price probably drops. Okay. If he was playing fullback and you needed to find that money, would you go Nico down to Tanner Boyd to afford Munster? You can only have Cleary, Nico, or Munster. You have to choose two. The difference for me between Nico and Munster is that they're in similar teams. Storm will regress this year, I feel. Um so does I that mean the Sharks probably will too? I don't. I don't think the Sharks regress as far as as, as you probably think. Um, and also, Nico kicks goals, so I'm, I'm really high on making sure I've got goal kickers in my team. Um, it's easy points. That's that's the difference for me. Both quality yep. players. Nico kicks goals. Um, cool. So even if Munster's scoring. at fullback, you'd rather Nico? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Um. That covers most owned, five most owned. And look, honestly, we just talked about the five guys that are probably going to take up the majority of this episode. Oh, you only um, have two five eights, so. Exactly. And look, honestly, most people are going with Dewey, Burton, uh, Munster, and one more guy that we'll talk about as a, as a premium option. And then they're, yeah. they're using Schuster as a cheapie if they wanted to go with one cheapie. And that's kind of Yeah, I'm excited like. about this, that guy that we're going to mention later because um, he's only become relevant at five eights today, so saucy. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into it. How much is this, Marie? It's very expensive. Go for it. We go. We going straight to it. Yeah, do it. All right. Um, today, Kalen Ponga got his five eighth jewel, which has really thrown a spanner in the works. I don't think he's goal kicking this year um, because of uh, Jacko coming across. I just want to see how much he's gone up. He has gone up since the news has uh, has broken um, quite a few percent. I think this should. I think this should help with his head knock injuries. Um, he's averaged really well when he's played. He just hasn't been able to find a way to stay on the park. He's a bloke that I looked at last year for a bit of a pod, and he just got banged up and, yeah, wasn't reliable. But now that he's not at fullback, I really like spending the money at fullback. Um, Five-eighth, I've gone with two mid-rangers, um, and I could I could see myself going with Ponga if I really need that 70 or a or 100 grand really quickly. Um, yeah, I could just 
go Ponga and I could be pretty happy to take the risk of the injuries. I think he's going to rise in price. Um, he's only 530K. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's not a lot of money. What do you think? No. Yeah, no, it's not a lot of money. It's 60K less, isn't it, than Burton? Um, 100K less, give or take, than Dewey. You, I wish he was I'd, goal kicking. Holy yeah, that If he was goal kicking, I'd probably look at getting him in aside from Burton, honestly. Yep. Um, but he's not. Jackson Hastings will probably do the kicking over there. Uh, but he's such a talented player. He's such a gun. Like for Queensland, he just turns up to origin and I hate him. I hate him when he does it because he just turns New South Wales inside out every single Origin game. He looked so good last year. Uh, it was a real shame that he's had that head knock issue and that head knock history last year. He had a couple of bad head knocks and that was the end of him for the year, which is a, a good thing that they actually rested him. Um, could have ended yeah. a lot worse than that. Seems to have a really good relationship with his teammates. I saw he was really sick and ducked into the into the toilets with his mate. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen him no, do that. Really good relationship with his teammates, and I look for that to, to come out onto the park. And, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, see if, he can, see if he can snort a couple meat pies. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me. Um, the one the one good thing I think about Newcastle in general is their draw to start the season. They've got the Warriors, Tigers, Dolphins, which is the easiest three round run to start the season. So I think he'll never be as cheap as he is to start the year. Yeah, I agree, and that's my that's my point. I think here is if you're going to choose Pongi, you have to pick him round one. I don't think you can just watch him uh, for two or three rounds. Like it, it's one of those things where you have to take a punt on a guy with extreme talent and pedigree and super coach and just hope that he takes on the three worst teams from last year or uh, that are going to be pretty poor this year. And, um, I mean, he's got New Zealand twice in the first six rounds as well. And Canberra and Manly haven't exactly turned it on either. So those first six rounds of Warriors, Tigers, Dolphins, Raiders, Sea Eagles, and then Warriors again, he could he could be 700K after six rounds. I put a poll up on my Twitter just whether you go Burton Ponga, Dewey Burton. Dewey Ponga, because these three guys are the only guys with the amount of money that I want to spend at 5 8 that I find exciting to talk about here. Oh, yeah. If only – I know like, he's he's the leader of this team and he's the, you know, captain and whatever, but oh, you just wish he turned up to club footy like he did at Origin. Like he's a different beast in Origin. He is. Just like Dan Gagai. About him. Just and, like Dan Gagai. Yeah, that's true. He that's looks true. like a football player when he plays Origin. 
<laughs> you know the um the meme that floats around of when you turn it or you turn Dan Gagai around and you've got the switch <laughs> flick to Newcastle Knights or <laughs> who the switch. Yeah. I reckon you get that with so. Ponga too. Like we're talking about him as fi- at five hundred and thirty k. I reckon to be worth eight hundred if you take his points from Origin. Yeah, it would be. Um, mate, when we're talking premium, we've talked about Munster, but there's a, a let me just quickly throw a few guys at you here um, that are above six hundred k, and let me know like whether you're thinking about them or not. Um, AJ Brimson, six hundred and seventy-three thousand. I've been asked a few questions about Brimson, and I think that that hundred that he averaged right at the end of the year, like he's not turbo, so he's not going to do that. And that was playing dead rubber footy. I'm going to need to see it from him a bit more before I've got AJ Brimson. And I'll probably look to him if I'm looking for a pod and, you know, and he's 520K after a little while and, you know, the the Titans make a good run. Um, But at 670K, yeah, I don't want to – he's 100K more expensive than turbo That's playing the same position. Yeah. The thing for Brimson is everybody's looking at that 100 average in the last four games. He went 111 against Manly, 82 against St. George, 139 against Newcastle, and 90 against New Zealand Warriors, the four teams that were in probably the worst form at the back end of the year last year. So he had a really nice run home. But that that 100 average, he was playing at 5'8". So do you look at that? I think people are going to get sucked in with Brimson and they're going to go, oh, he's finished the year really well, but he's playing a different position than what he'll play this year. Yeah, and I've tried to explain that to a few guys on Twitter and not because of what I say. I think there's people are catching on to him being 2% owned. Yeah. Yeah, like and those that's people looking, people looking for a super – Yeah, and those super pods at 2% owned. Like there is a reason that Burton is 36% owned. There is a reason that Dewey is 22% owned because they are the best options. Yeah, agreed. Tommy Dearden, 612. Um, I'm going to guess that the Cowboys draw is pretty much the only reason why people are looking at Tommy Dearden. I know he had a yep. pretty good year last year. He's pretty steady without being amazing. Uh, he had that time with the Queensland squad um, throughout the origin period as well. And he had, did he play game three or game yeah, two? Game three. Yeah, game, game three. three. Finished him so, off. So, I mean, look, he's had some origin experience, which will be great for him this year. Um, but 612K, I'll just take Dewey. Yeah, he's got such a good team around him. And I took him in like the fifth round of of draft um, because I think he's going to be consistent. I don't think he's going to make you any money, but I think he's going to be this good all year. Maybe he rises a bit, a little bit because those 13 games to start the year are really good. But now that he's in the Origin squad, that's, you know, he was sort of one of those blokes that you could plug and play through that period. Um, really good player, not very super coach relevant. No, let me let me throw a couple of stats at you for for Dean. Uh In games that he scored tries, the first try against the Broncos, he scored 109 with a try and three try assists. So that's standard a score. Um, against the Warriors, he scored a try and scored 64. And then against the Gold Coast Titans, he scored a try and scored 42. Para, he scored a try and scored 57. And Newcastle, he scored and scored 55. And then uh, he scored a double against the Warriors in the third last round and scored 91. If yeah. I've got a guy that's scoring two tries in a game, I'm wanting 100 plus, um, yeah. or I'm wanting at least 60. And there's three or four occasions here he scored a try and went sub 60. So the, the base just isn't there for me. I think there's an, a lot better base options that can still score. If you're looking at Dearden, you've got Burton or Dewey instead. Otherwise, you're overthinking it. And you're, or you're a massive Cowboys fan and you 
don't want to win the 50k. Yeah, that's a that's an example of getting sucked into that Cowboys draw. So, yep. mate, you jumped on Cody Walker um, last year at, at the right time when his price bottomed out, and, yep. and you rode that wave. Is he a guy that you're looking at again this year? No, I am really glad that I had him. I I got him after – so he bottomed out at 340. I got him out after the price rise to like 360 or 380 um, while he still had some ordinary scores in his, uh, in his rolling three. And I'm glad I did because I finished the season with him. I think if he goes through a patch like that because they have a really poor period to start the year, I will look at him again because I just think the pedigree is there. I think if he drops in cash, we can count on him to back it up. The Rabbitohs are a really good team without being a great team. I think that they will beat the really bad teams and they will lose to the really good teams. So I think, yeah, the first six weeks is going to be really rough for him. And maybe if he drops in price and I've already copped a really good price rise from Burton and it allows me to get to blokes like Nico or something like that, I think that's a really good play. We can pick Cody Walker up for sub 500k again, like last year, and then oh yeah, if I really can pick nice him up run. for sub 500k, I'm doing it again. Um, yeah, I can't believe uh, so many people at the uh, at the proverbial water cooler were sort of like, no, no, Cody Walker's done. I was like, he's still Cody Walker. He's still on the yeah, he's still on the rabbit. He's on one of the most potent left edges in the competition. You know, they, him and Latrell and AJ just link up so well together. They know each yep. other's games back to front. They played years and years of football together. Um, the only so the only downside for me, and the, I guess it's a benefit to having Latrell, but we'll talk about him in the fullback pod, um, is that they always give the sweeping fullback the try assist. So Cody Walker does all the work, uh, draws the defender in, squares up the defense, and then Latrell comes sweeping around the back, taps it on to Alex Johnston, who scores in the corner, and. Even though Latrell did nothing, he'll still get the 12 points for the try assist and Cody Walker will get a try contribution. So that's the one downside, I guess, for, for being that kind of playmaker like uh, like Walker. Yeah, but that's why you pay nearly 900k for Latrell and you're paying 600 for Cody, or in my case, 360. If he drops sub 500, I'm all over it like white on rice. Yeah, I didn't do it last year, but I will this year, I think, if he drops to that price again, because you know that there's a run of scores coming. Um, it's yep. just a matter of timing it right with him. Uh, but you will also get a lot of really low scores in with those hundreds. So, as, I mean, if may, you may as well just get David, guys like David Fafida, Cody Walker, get all the really low base, high upside guys, and you can just go on a trip every single week in, uh, you know, you can go ride the ups and downs. Yeah. Roller coaster of Supercoach. Hey, while we're in Primo, um, did you ever have deal bags last year? Uh, no, uh, he's a guy that I, I reckon I wanted and probably could have brought in four or five times. I just had other problems or other players yep. that were more of a priority. He's always that guy that was just the next guy I wanted and I just never got around to getting him. But how, how good was he last year? He was quality. Every week I watched him and thought, no, nah, he can't keep doing this. And then he kept doing it. He can't keep doing this. And then he kept doing it. And then suddenly power in the grand final, you know, he, I feel like he took a fair few of, Gutho's points too. Um, I feel like, you know, Moses was good. Dylan was good. Sean Lane was good. I think having not having Sean Lane in for the first five weeks this year um, is going to hurt him. And maybe we can get him at a discount. Maybe if you're a bit off Burton or something, it's going to be an easy walk-up um, because he will not play Origin being a Kiwi. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, some good, some great points. Para have a really tough run too. The first six rounds are brutal for them. So, yeah, so that's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at him maybe dropping in cash. Sean Lane coming back uh, over that origin period. Burton's definitely going to be playing. Uh, Dewey won't be, um, but Burton will definitely be playing. Um, yeah, maybe just move on from Burton, take the price rises, bank uh, the money I've made, bank the good points that I think Burton's going to do, and, um, yeah, hope. I'm not going to think that uh, Dillbags can't do it again because he did it week in, week out last year. Yeah, and we need to remember as well that Parramatta play the three major buy rounds as well. So just yep. because he's a Kiwi, Kiwi's a massive bonus, but Parramatta players are all available if they're not playing Origin to be playing all three major buys. So he's a he's a great option to go from a Burton straight to, to Dylan Brown if he drops around that price. You could do a straight swap. You might even gain some cash from it. So that would be huge. Yep. Um, mate, that just about wraps up the premium options before we move into the the rest of the mid-price maniacs um guys just uh, for everybody who hasn't heard of our unlimited group yet we're running an unlimited group the the code is 451840 uh we've got a championship ring on the line and an episode on the podcast for the winner for the for the end of year so make sure to jump in that i think we've got a, about 105 people in i just checked maddie before we hopped on there so let's let's make <laughs> it's it 200 10 overnight so we'll be closing entries to this unlimited group uh, very early on in the season, I'd say it'll probably be around round three. Um, so obviously we, you know, we're going to make sure that we note everybody that's in there by that point. So anybody that comes in after won't be able to win that major prize. So make sure you get in now, get in early, so that you don't miss out there, mate. Mid-priced maniacs. We've spoken about Ponga. There's five other guys here on this list. I personally haven't looked at, um, but I'll fire them at you and you let me know where your thoughts are on all of these guys. Jerome Luai, Ezra Mann, Jackson Hastings, Luke Keary, Kieran Foran. Has any of those guys even grabbed your interest at all? I've probably looked at Jacko Hastings. I looked at Ezra out of interest sake. I... Is that the Broncos supporter coming out in you? Yeah, that's it. I, I like didn't look at adding him. I just wanted to see how much he was owned. I looked at uh, Jacko Hastings and he's 5% owned um, after I found out he was goal kicking and then I sort of worked out he wasn't super coach relevant. Um, I think with Kiri, a lot of the things that you said about Cody Walker, about him missing out on those try assists while being the integral member of the team, I worked that out last year when I had him in my team um, and he is a guy that I got off at. I think I went Kiri to Walker at that 350 after I lost a heap of money on Kiri, made a heap of money on Walker. Um, yeah, probably guys that you should find a little bit more relevant in draft. Yeah, that's probably, that's that's a fair shout. Um, Tell him his dream. I think all of these guys are overpriced. Yep. I think all of them are. I mean, Jerome Luai, yeah, he's lost kick out on his edge now. Um, I think that will impact his game a little bit super coach-wise. Might make him run a little bit more, though. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Ezra Mann, one of the best cash cows last year, um, did us all a solid, made us all a ton of cash. I never ended up moving him out. I played him a few times last, <laughs> last year as well. Um, so that worked out beautifully. Luke Keary, we know that he's in a great team, but there's just so much risk around that concussion history and, and his injury history. 
Um, and then Kieran Foran, I think, if if you want a bloke to lead his team to twelfth um, or worse, he's he's your guy. But super coach wise, probably hasn't been relevant in so a number I, of years. So I did look at Kieran Foran at the start of the year at four hundred and fifty k when I thought that he was going to be playing on for feeder side, and then he wasn't. But can I tell you the silver lining with Kieran Foran? I saw the best team name, four and twenty pies. Yeah, that's I loved it. I enjoyed that. That's really good. (laughs) That's probably the best thing Kieran Foran's done is provide that name for in his whole career. Yeah, I don't know about that. He was good at Manly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. Not an option now, mate. Let's uh, let's move into our sheepies to to wrap things up. Very cheap, and so cheap that I'm not interested. Um, <laughs> these guys rapid fire here. We've got six guys that I'm going to throw at you: Jaden Sullivan, Jock Madden, Paul Turner, Cody Nicarima, Luke Metcalf, and Tyron Wishart. Now these guys are all in conversation, I guess. When people look at cheapies and five eight, they're they're not zero percent owned. They're, there is some ownership floating around for these guys. I actually saw Tamari Martin was three percent owned too. <laughs> Random. Okay, I mean. I like Tamari Martin's game. Um, I, it's anybody from the Warriors in the halves. I mean, you may as well just jump on Sean Johnson at that price. Yeah. So um, anybody else? I mean, Josh Hust is the obvious cheap option here. Is there anybody else that you would consider putting in as a cheap? I originally had Jaden Sullivan in my team and he was a bit banged up and I actually took a bigger deep into the Dragons team and I just don't think there's going to be a lot of points there. I will look to object. To add Jock Madden, if Adam Reynolds gets injured, uh, he's got that handy duel too. Um, Paul Turner looked really good in the Indigenous game, but, yeah, I don't really see him getting a run. Uh, Schuster will be good. Um, Cody Nicarima, best-case scenario, he plays uh, the number 14 and averages 25. Uh, Luke Metcalf's out for the first six weeks of the season. Uh, could be a really good downgrade option uh, later on if he earns that spot, and Tyron Wishart won't get a run, so... Yeah. Oh, he might yeah. come off the bench, but yeah, I think my view, and we mentioned it a little bit at the start of the episode, is that if you're going to go cheap at five eight, you go Schuster. Yep. If you're not, and you want to go with two premiums, you've got really good options in Munster, Dylan Brown, who I think are a little bit overpriced to start the season, but I, I can't argue with them; they're quality players. But you've got then Dewey and Burton, who I think are probably the most popular combination at five eight. And Ponga now. And then you've got now got Ponga with the duel. So. We've got some options in the premium slash mid-range realm. We don't have many options in the cheapy realm, unfortunately. Um, so I think you're, you're quite limited at 5.8 with what you can do. This if you year. had an extra bench spot, then, yeah, we would be having a whole different conversation about this. Um, but put 5.8 is such a pivotal position. Put Schuster in your second row, spend 500K, and, yeah, bank some points. Uh, yep. You still need as much money as you have at the end of the year. You still need points at the start of the year if you want to be in the conversation. You can have the biggest uh, team value because I think that a lot of people look at their team value and I see these posts on all of the Facebook pages and groups and stuff saying, what's everybody's team value? Mine's worth 13.5 million, but their points are trash. Congratulations, you're 45,000. That's right. The the points are bad because they focus so much on cash gen. Now they're going to have to play catch up on the 1,500 points they are behind first place because they've taken too long to build their cash. So it is a fine balance between making sure you are banking points and you're taking keepers and you, you know, that's why people are running with Nico and Cleary because logically, if you're worried about cash, you wouldn't be spending that much money in one position. No. But you want to bank the points because you know they're the two best halves in the game. You can just sit and forget them. 
So that it's a fine balance. And I think you need to find that here in 5.8 as well, mate. So um, remind us, what are your 5.8s at the moment? Burton and Dewey, and I don't see it changing unless I really need a probably 70 grand. Dewey's locked in. Um, if I really need the 70 grand, I could see myself going Burton to Ponga, but I'd probably want goal kicking. So, yeah, I'm pretty locked in at Burton and Dewey. How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm locked in with Burton and Dewey at the moment. Again, I, I'm pretty much tempted the only way you are as well with, with Ponga. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> and he could do it to me. Um, I've picked up Ponga in the past and he's hurt me and I will go there again because he's just such a quality player and we know that he's got so much upside and a good draw. So probably my only options, mate. So um, that wraps up 5-8. Um, so for everybody who's made it to the end, thanks for thanks for watching and, and listening. Uh, just a reminder to subscribe, to follow if you're following us or listening uh, on all the podcast channels. Hit the like and, and turn those notifications on if you're watching us on YouTube. And uh, we've got a couple more positions, pods to come, so keep an eye out for them in the coming days, and uh, we will see you then. Thanks, guys. But Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.